I'm going to jump in the message today. Uh, this may be the last one, I'm just not sure yet, of this series, but we'll sort of see how it goes. If you have your Bibles, if you turn to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, we're going to be looking at verse 4, excuse me, beginning of verse 1 through 4. And let's welcome everybody watching online. Would you give it up for them this morning? So glad you're able to tune in. Come and join us if you can. Uh, this is the 9 o'clock service. That's the early birds in here. These are the people that wake up happy. How many of y'all are, yeah, you would say, I wake up happy in the morning. I'm so glad that you are here. We're learning about the Holy Spirit, and we're discovering his crucial role in our lives. We've learned that we receive him at salvation into our hearts. He moves in, but he wants to do more. And Jesus tells us that we should wait for the baptism of, with the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. So we receive him at baptism also. Jesus sent us help in the form of the Holy Spirit so we can live a life that's pleasing to God and we can have victory over the enemy. Come on, somebody. We are to have victory over the enemy and the Holy Spirit helps us to do that. So if you have your text now, we're going to begin reading at verse 1, and this is familiar for many. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Can you imagine? Verse 3 says, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They received the gift that Jesus promised them some 50 days before for them to wait and tarry for this gift, and now the day has come, and they have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, power, and they have an evidence of a prayer language. And we're going to talk about it today, specifically, specifically your prayer language. The message is titled, The Power of Praying in the Spirit. The Power of Praying in the Spirit. Now, I understand the mix in our congregation. For many, this may seem so foreign to you that you've never heard of such. Or maybe you have even been told to stay away from that. I'm just going to ask you to say a prayer when I pray in just a moment and ask the Lord to reveal to you what his will is for your life, okay? Simply that. Lord, whatever your will is for my life, I want that. If it's from you, I want it. If it ain't, I don't. Is that fair? And uh, I believe the Lord is going to speak to you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness, your faithfulness. We do ask, Lord, that you would speak to hearts. Many need a revelation of the benefits of your spirit. The prayer language that you've given us, Lord, Satan has done a good job of confusing many. I pray you would give ears to hear today what you're saying. And Lord, we want to receive everything you have for us. Now church, let's pray it together. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever been in a place where you know you needed God to do something, but you didn't know what that something was? You tried to figure it out yourself. You thought you knew, and what you thought you knew was not what you needed, and you just know you need something to change. Me and Patty thought we wanted some land. 
You heard us say it about this time last year that we're landowners now, and we thought, well, we wanted some acreage. You know, you need some acreage. And uh, we have now determined we don't want land. <laughs> Think about all the upkeep that land brings, the, the cutting it, all that. We found out that we are not country. We like country, but we're convenient country. We'll be happy to choose country when it, it, we choose it. And, uh, and we, you know, and, and, and God directs us when we pray. It's, it's our will sometimes gets in the way. It's our desires. We think we know what we want. The kicker is God already knows what you want. He already knows what's best for you. He already has a perfect will for your life. And this is the benefit of the, one of the many benefits that the Holy Spirit gives us. And he helps us to pray. We're going to look at the benefits of him praying through us God's will. Out of that text, there's about three truths I want to bring to you about praying in the Spirit. If you're taking notes, you can write this one, first one down. The first thing about praying in the Spirit is this. It is powerful. It is powerful. Verse 3, it says, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Tongues of fire. One of the Im fire is one of the images that the Bible uses to describe the Holy Spirit, John said about Jesus. He said he will baptize, uh, he, uh, he will, uh, baptize you with uh, the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, I, haven't, I, I can't say that it hasn't happened. But I haven't heard of an account since the day of Pentecost when someone was baptized with the Holy Spirit that they actually saw tongues of fire. I, I can't say it hasn't happened. Uh, I haven't heard of, of an account of that. It didn't happen that way with me at eight years old. But I can tell you this. There was a fire lit inside of my heart for God. I... I the, the power of power, uh, fire is a force, a powerful force. I can tell you, I knew that there was something going on inside of me, and it was powerful. What about you? And my heart was melted by the fire of the presence of God. The Holy Spirit, just like fire, he cannot be contained. He cannot be controlled. And so when the Holy Spirit moves in, it is powerful. And when you use your prayer language, it is powerful. Can anybody say amen to that? That you know it is powerful when you use your prayer language. Uh, Acts 1.8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Sometimes uh, in prayer, the Holy Spirit actually is a language. The prayer language is a, a actual language. As in the day of Pentecost, many of them heard declaring God's praises in their native tongue. I have heard of accounts that way more than one where someone would be in a church service that was bilingual and they heard someone praying with their heavenly language and they heard them in their language declaring praises to the Lord. That's amazing, man. That this person filled with the Spirit is using their prayer language, actually speaking another language declaring God's wonders. But most of the time, the prayer language is a heavenly language. The Bible calls it uh, speaking in tongues. Uh, it, it is a heavenly language. Uh, sometimes it's referred to as praying in the Spirit. 
Uh, so it is powerful when you use your prayer language that the Holy Spirit gives you. You don't know what is being said, but I can tell you this. You know something is happening. You know something is taking place. And we're going to look at the reasons why we should know that. But it is powerful when the Holy Spirit moves on you and you're able to pray uh, with your heavenly language. Look at what 1 Corinthians says. It says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. When you pray in your heavenly language, you are praying to God. So that brings me to number two. It is personal. It is personal. Verse three says, the tongues of fire uh, that separated and came to rest on each one of them. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, please hear me, is for every believer. Boy, it is quiet. You're either really in tune or, or you're still asleep. Hopefully it's you're really in tune. It's for every believer. It's the third major occurrence that should happen in every believer's heart. First is salvation. And that's what we need to be saved, right? That. That is the requirement to receive salvation, to go to heaven. But then we should be baptized in water. There should be a, a, a profession of our faith before others of the change that's already happened in our heart. We see Jesus did that. There should be a water baptism. But then Jesus himself says that we should be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That should be the third occurrence for us to continue to grow spiritually. And your prayer language is one of the great benefits of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. It is your own personal connection with God. And it's for every believer, not just for the pastor or the missionary, for everyone who has been saved. This is the way Peter said it the day he received. He said this in Acts 2, repent and be baptized. So that's salvation, and that's water baptism. And he said, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He just received it himself that day. This is on the day of Pentecost when he's proclaiming this. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. That's me and you. Praise the Lord for that. For all whom the Lord our God will call. That's for everyone that believes. Aren't you thankful for that? That the Lord uh, saw fit to, to, to not only stop with the apostles, that some believe that it stopped at that time? No, every believer can receive the gift. If we put our faith in Christ and we ask for the gift that God has given us, we can receive this wonderful baptism and it comes with a beautiful prayer language that's your direct connection to God. It's personal. It's for you. It's for your children. Uh, it's, it's for those that you love. It's for everyone who has received Christ. And I'm so thankful for that. When I don't know what to pray for, he knows what I need. And he will pray through me what I need. I don't even know myself, like I referred to just a moment ago, but he does. Acts 2, 4 says this, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues 
as the Spirit enabled them. So the third truth is this. It is a, it's perfect. It is a perfect prayer. He enables us to pray those perfect prayers. What do I mean by that? When we pray in the Spirit, we are praying the will of God. The Holy Spirit knows the will of God, so he prays through us God's will. And when you pray God's will, it will happen. Amen? Romans 8, 27 says this, And the Father who knows all hearts knows, of course, what the Spirit is saying as he pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. That the Holy Spirit is praying through us God's will for us. And have you discovered that God's will is the best for you? Wonderful. You cannot go wrong with God's will. And we have the Holy Spirit as our advocate praying through us for God's will to be accomplished in our lives. There's a story that I remember hearing by a, a, a pastor, a great pastor by the name of Willie George, and he shares about a time that he, that he gets on an airplane, traveling, he's traveling, and as he sits down, he feels this urgency to start praying in the Holy Ghost, praying with this heavenly language. And he's not, he do, he's not aware of why, but he knows that urgency. So he just begins to pray in the Spirit up under his language, not out loud, but he just begins to sit there and pray in the Spirit. When he gets to his home, he's told a story that his kids were out playing, and I may get some of the details wrong, but this is the gist of it. His kids were out playing, and I think it was one of his sons, who, who were little, uh, happened to get out on the road, and a car was coming, and the car happened to see his son and swerved just in time to miss his son. It was really a, a near death for his son. I mean, that car just happened to swerve. It was pretty miraculous. And when they told him the story, he was asked him about the time. And it was the exact time the Holy Spirit put it on his heart to begin praying with urgency in the Spirit. That is your God who prays on your behalf. He knows God's will. He knows what's happening in the world. He knows what you need. He knows what your family needs. So when you pray in the Spirit, you are praying a perfect prayer. Well, Pastor, I don't understand it. Yes, I don't either. But I know it's God's will because the Spirit of God is praying in accordance with God's will. God's Word says that. And you can rely on that. You can have faith. Well, I have a hard time on anything I don't understand. Well, that means you're not a Christian. You haven't received salvation because we cannot understand that why God will love us so much that he would send his son and that he would pay the price for our sins does that make sense no it doesn't so we receive it by faith and we go by God's word which is the truth now this is but this is I know under, I understand Satan has done a good job confusing so many of the baptism of the Holy Spirit because he understands the power that's available for you as a believer and there are three reasons that I believe God uses the tongue. Three reasons I want to give those to you, that God uses the tongue, okay? The first one is this, and I think all of us can attest to this. The tongue needs taming. 
the tongue needs taming. We can say some of the stupidest stuff. Include myself in. We can speak faith with one breath and speak doubt with the next. Does anybody else know what I'm saying? Negativity, hurtful words, discouraging words, speaking outside of our destiny that we know we have in Christ, speaking like we have no hope. We can say all of those things. The tongue needs taming. James says this, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. Now, the better translation of that word is mature. No one's perfect other than Christ. So that better translation is it mature is what he's meaning. That if anyone is never at fault in what they say, they are mature. I have been around some wise people before. Uh, and I'm trying to become one. And one thing that I notice about really wise people, that their words are fewer. Their words are choice words. I can just say some stuff that I don't even know what I said. <laughs> but they choose their words very carefully. They understand the power of their words, and they want to make their words count. And the Holy Spirit helps all of us, I believe, and that's one of the reasons it, it's the praying in tongues, that it's the Holy Spirit's way of taming our tongue. It goes on to say, anybody that's able to watch what they say is, is mature, able to keep their whole body in check. That the truth is, if I can watch what I say, I can watch what I do. What you say is what you will do. I'm just running off at the mouth. No, if you say it, you will do it. And the Holy Spirit helps us. I believe when he takes control of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that evidence of praying in tongues is one of the ways that he says, I'm helping you with some control. How many of us need that? <laughs> all kinds, he goes on, James goes on to say, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. You've probably, my mama taught me, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. Some of us need to be declared mute. Wondering if we could even speak. I think there's a better saying to live by, though, that if you can't say anything good, then pray in tongues. Sometimes you just got to put your prayer language on. God, I know right now if I prayed, I would even get my own flesh involved in my prayer. You know what I'm talking about? Because I'm mad at them, I'm angry at them, I'm, I'm upset, I, I, I'm feeling let down, I'm feeling disappointed. So instead of voicing all of that, I'm going to go ahead and pray in the Spirit. And pray God's will over my life. Hear me, you cannot go wrong. And it will help you with some self-control. 
So I think that's one of the reasons God uses tongues. It is, when you're not used to that, it is something that's very weird uh, looking, or weird sounding. Let me give you the second reason why I believe God uses the tongue. The mind doesn't get in the way. The mind doesn't get in the way. Corinthians says this, if I pray in a tongue, which Paul says I pray in tongues more than all of you, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. That when we pray in the spirit, it doesn't have to consult our mind. Aren't you thankful for that? How many of you have a mind that really can go a bunch of different directions? It's amazing the things that I can think about, the dream up. And when I pray in the Spirit, I'm not limited to my mind. And if I'm limited to my mind, I'm in trouble. I am going nowhere. But when I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm praying the heavenly language, the language of heaven. And my mind does not limit what God can do in my life. Oh, somebody needs that. There was one man that was really praying uh, for his prayer language. And he was a very analytical person, a very uh, a thinker. And, um, you know, he was one of those people that I have to understand it before I receive that. I, I'm just going to tell you, yeah, diligently seek your scriptures. Diligently seek the truth. But if you're that kind of person that has to understand it, you're not going to go far in the spirit world. You want everything to come through God, faith in God and God's word, nothing contrary to God's word. But you ain't going to understand everything. And uh, so this person was that kind of person. But he, he knew he received salvation and he wanted his prayer language. He wanted to be able to use his prayer language. And uh, he just had a hard time with that. He had a hard time releasing that faith his faith to let it out of his mouth. I believe when you ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit, with your heart, after salvation, you ask for the gift. A gift is given. You just have to receive it. We make it way too complicated. So I believe he already had his prayer language. And this is so interesting. That when he went to sleep, his wife heard him one night praying in his heavenly language. God had to get his mind at ease so the spirit man could pray through him. Isn't that just amazing? That he received his tongue while he was asleep. It helps us to bypass the limits of our mind. It comes from your spirit. The Holy Spirit prays through your spirit, God's will. And this is my favorite one. The third reason is this. The devil doesn't understand. And this is the reason he worked so hard to keep you from it, to confuse you. During World War II, the U.S. military was concerned about the Japanese listening in on their radio communications. Many military would develop code, but then the code would be broken. They tried to use encrypted messages, but someone suggested using bilingual Navajo soldiers to develop a code using the unwritten Navajo language. So uh, by 1945, there were around 400 Navajo men trained 
to use this secret encrypted code with their unwritten language. Japanese, there was no way they could decipher, no way they could crack that by the enemy. Uh, one story says that the Na they became known as the Navajo Code Talkers. And they were so strategic in, in our victory. Uh, the one one uh, article says that they helped expedite the end of the war and undoubtedly saved thousands of lives. What I want, I want to tell you, uh, you also have an enemy, but you also have a code, an uncrypted code. He cannot solve it. It confuses him. He doesn't know what it is. It is a heavenly language. We read it just a moment ago. Corinthians says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue, does not speak to people, but to God. Look at what it goes on to say. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. Satan, man, if you don't know this by now, he, he really watches you. He's got this familiar spirit that watch you, and they know how you tick. And, it, and he thinks he's got you figured out. He thinks if he'll dangle this before you or if he'll plant this seed in your mind, that he's got you predicted. He, they'll do this or they'll do that. Or, uh, they'll, I'll beat them down so much they won't even know what to pray. They'll be so confused about their faith. But when a warrior that's full of the Spirit of God begins to pray in their heavenly language, it confuses him. He don't know what you're saying. He knows who you're praying to, and he knows something's going to happen. And it's usually going to mean his defeat. So the enemy does not understand. Would you stand with me? I want to give you in closing three ways to receive how to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. How to be baptized. In just a moment, we'll dismiss and I'm going to pray with anyone that wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or you believe you have and you haven't been able to use your prayer language, I'm going to pray with you today that this is going to be your day, okay? And really to take the pressure off is just the way we do it around, around here. We're going to let everyone else be dismissed, and you can just come up to the altar. I want to pray with you personally, okay? We're going to do that in just a moment. How to be baptized. The first is this. The same with salvation. You've got to believe it is for you. You've got to believe that this is a gift and I've already showed you in Scripture, it is. If you have received salvation, you need to receive the baptism. Well, do I have to have the baptism to go to heaven? No, I'm not saying that at all. When you receive Christ in your life, you're on your way to heaven. Amen? Just the baptism of the Holy Spirit helps you to really live for God and have power. We all need more power. So you've got to believe the gift is for you. Number two, you've got to ask God for his gift. It's given by God. You just ask him for it. He's already sent the Holy Spirit. The gift really has been given. You just have to ask for the gift. And number three, receive it by faith. That I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, do you pray in the Spirit? Yes, I do. I do. I try to pray in the Spirit every day. My pray with English, I pray things that I know to pray, but I also pray in the Spirit, things that I don't know to pray. And I know the Holy Spirit 
can pray exactly what I need. So the, the most important thing, the Holy Spirit is here today, and the most important thing is to make sure you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. To make sure you've received salvation, forgiveness of sins. And if you have received Christ at one time of your life, in your life, but you're not le- le- living for him, you, you have all kind of things in your life, he wants to lead you back to Jesus in a relationship with him. That's the most important thing. That's the greatest miracle. And that's where we want to pray first. Would you bow your head just a moment? If you're watching online, the Lord is right where you are. He wants you to have a perfect relationship with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is convicting you of any sin in your life. Thank God for that. That's his love for us. And we don't want anything coming between our relationship with Jesus. So church, let's just make sure. If you've never committed your life to Christ, what a great day to do that. Or if you've got sin in your life and you need to ask the Lord to forgive you, let's pray this prayer together. It begins a beautiful relationship with the Lord. He, you have to make him Lord of your life. He moves in and he begins to direct you by his sweet Holy Spirit. So let's pray it together. Let's pray it out loud. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'm going to do my best to live for you in Jesus' name. With your head still bowed just for a moment, just make it real between the Lord. Lord, I mean that want you as my Savior. I don't want to do it my way. Lord, that sin, I ask you to forgive me for. I need your help. Help me with your sin. Lord, I thank you. I know you're doing that. So many times I've had to repent myself, and I know that you forgive and you help. And we thank you for that. We give you praise for that. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If this is your first time to be with us, we welcome you here at Move Church. We hope you come back again. Uh, We have just started two services last week, so we're just trying to make more room uh, as we grow. But thank you. We're making room for you. We want you to come and be a part of this church family. We're uh, so glad that you're here today. Now, I want to send you out with a blessing. If you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or you want to be able to use your prayer language, you haven't been able to do that, Drew's going to keep praying playing and praying, and everyone else will be able to leave, and I just want you to come right up front, and I want to pray with you personally, okay? No pressure. We're going to ask to see what the Lord wants to do. He wants to, he wants to feel you, okay? But we're just, I want to pray with you, and, um, and just believe for you to receive the baptism. All right. Would you raise your hand to receive this blessing? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his uh, face toward you and give you peace. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.